Welcome to the Give This Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Jessica Joins, who has the most awesome laugh. <laughs> she is a best-selling author of Dare to Believe, an on-air host of Soul Purpose with Jessica Joins, a women's podcast retreat organizer, as well as an inspirational speaker and coach. Jessica, welcome to our show. Well, thank you for having me, Christopher. It's good to be with you. So let's dive right in. I love your book title, Dare to Believe. First of all, was there a time in your life that you didn't dare to believe or you didn't believe at all? Oh, yeah. So my, my story in a nutshell is I spent close to 18 years corporate side, most notably as the global CMO of a company called Rakuten. And um, for many years, I thought that my success had to be tied to being successful in the corporate world. And, but my heart was calling me to do something different. And it took me a long time in the mantra kind of that Dare to Believe is tied to is to believe that the truth within my heart is more real than the one that I was seeing, more real than the messages that I was getting from society, you know, from friends, from my own you know, ego in my mind. Um, and so that's really how it unfolded. But it took me a long time to really believe that this calling I was feeling in my heart was possible. You know, I grew up in an environment that was, you know, about really focusing on academia and success and climbing the corporate ladder. And so I had to unravel a lot of limiting beliefs, a lot of old storylines in my mind for me to ultimately take the leap into my soul calling. So let's talk about that leap because frankly, again, it sounds like you're very accomplished and you've done a lot of things, but I'm always curious about the why and the how, because again, the whole point of this podcast is to shine a light on your amazingness, but those, those turning points and transitions so that you can help other people perhaps have that transition, you know, like why did it take 17 years or suppose it's seven years or 17 weeks? So, so I'm curious, like when was that, was it a moment? Was it a period of time? Did you read a book? Did you have a mentor? Like when, when did you decide to really listen to your heart so you can be doing what you're doing now? Yeah, well, it was, it was several moments. Um, and it's really like been the journey of my entire corporate life. I mean, I first took a leap two years after my first corporate job in advertising I ever had in my 20s. And because I was so attached to outcome and how I thought things were supposed to look, you know, it didn't go the way I wanted. And so then I found myself back in corporate world. Um, I did this again in 2011. I was running a business development at a prominent ad agency in New York, and I was laid off, and I was burnt out, tired, you know, completely over it at that time. My heart was calling me to take some time off and travel for a year. I did that. I was really on the journey of, you know, stepping into a different calling for my life, and then I got an offer to go be the global CMO at Rakuten. And I stepped back in, and I had to step back in a little bit again, because I think you have to go through enough pain and suffering sometimes to really push you to make the changes that are necessary for you. At least that was my experience. And so ultimately, you know, it was several moments where I had to, you know, explore a bit, do a little work in the sole purpose area. You know, I got sucked back in, right? And I had to experience enough pain and go through enough I think trials and tribulations as well to understand what worked and what didn't work for me to ultimately, you know, kind of do, I'll call it the final leap, which was, you know, walking away from it and, and, you know, stepping into what I'm doing now. I think that might be a new book, Jessica, the final leap. <laughs> I know. Right. No, because again, I'm, I'm curious because like I said, all of us have these transitions in life and frankly, most people don't leave. They don't write a book. They don't do what you do. They don't follow your heart. That's why I was really keen on really, pinpointing that moment because 
you know, bluntly speaking, it's like, it's really hard to leave a job. Let's say you're doing well and you have a good lifestyle and to leave that behind. That's kind of why I was asking you, like, what were those moments? Because perhaps that moment can glean an insight that our listeners can really learn and say, wow, Jessica, that's a very inspiring story. So let's dive into your, your book a little bit and your speeches. Do you, do you talk primarily about your book and your speeches or what are some of the topics you talk about in your speeches? Yeah, I mean, I talk a lot about um, my journey. I talk a lot about how I think about soul purpose, which for me, it's a 100% heart-led endeavor. Um, it's not something you figure out. It's not something you think your way into. It's not an equation or a problem to solve. Um, soul purpose for me and my experience is about aligning with the moment-to-moment -moment resonance of your heart and staying within that pathway, not being attached to outcome, not being attached to how, but really staying within that. So I speak a lot about that. I speak um, as well about purpose-driven leadership. And then I also speak a lot about fear because fear, um, that is the lesson that we're all here to learn and to master, right? What, so what fear, we're all here to learn how to engage with fear as a teacher rather than truth. We are all here to learn how to choose the guidance of our heart, i.e. our higher self and every moment over our ego self, which speaks to us to fear. That is the, the ultimate lesson that we're all here to learn. And when you follow the advice of fear, which says, don't do that, don't try that, stay small, you, you have a very small life. When you instead listen to the guidance of your heart and you follow its advice, you, you step in the most expand expanded potential for your life. But it's scary, and that's why we need things like courage, right? Because we're such a fear-aligned society. We're used to living in fear. We're used to believing in scarcity. We're used to living in survival consciousness that following our heart, even though it's the safest thing you can do, feels risky because it's just is not it? how we is, operate. Is it the safest thing we can do, following our heart? Absolutely. Absolutely. Why is that? Because your heart is your higher self. That is the truth of who you are. And fear so how do you go? Self. That's your lower self. Interesting. And how do you suggest our listeners go about following the heart? I mean, again, it might seem simple, frankly, but again, that's why I'm asking right now. No, because... it's not easy. It's why it took yeah. me so long. And <laughs> my solution is a spiritual one. Okay. So I'm a spiritual coach. And what I teach are, you know, ancient wisdom practices that have been shared among many teachers among many, many years. So meditation, that is a great way to start listening to your heart and stop aligning with, again, I'll say the voice of fear in your head that presents itself as the voice of reason, but is really your ego. That is the lowest potential for your life if that's where your alignment is. But it does take practice. It takes things like meditation. It takes things like consciously trying to observe your thoughts and observe your thinking, realizing that you have the ability to choose your thoughts and choose your perception in every moment rather than allowing your thoughts to control you. So that's at the heart of what I do and what I teach. That's great. And talk to us about these women purpose retreats. Yeah. So the women's purpose retreat is um, something I launched in 2018 for the C-suite. Um, again, I feel very um, called to help empower women. Um, there's still a gender pay gap. There's still a lot of discrepancy there. And a lot of it is that I think a lot of the characteristics that are innately feminine or part of the divine feminine essence um, you know, haven't always have been frowned upon. They haven't been embraced in a corporate environment. And so I really help empower women to own the truth of who they really are. And the C-suite event is, it's really a, a spiritual retreat for executives. Um, it falls under personal development. And 
Um, it's about 35 women that come together, you know, CMOs, uh, a big Fortune 500 brands, and come together and really have some deep conversations about what's going on with women and focus on their own self-awareness, focus on things like meditation, focus on their own self-mastery. That's fascinating, Jessica. One last question about women specifically, because I was giving a talk for a women's retreat last year, and I just literally told the women in the room, I'm like, I don't know why every woman does not feel that they're this goddess or this amazing person, because just the fact that you can literally give birth, like I'm a man, okay? I don't care how men think, oh, I'm strong. Like, look, I can't give birth. I can't create life. So I was just asking the women there, like, why do you not see there? Why do you certain women? Because it's like, literally, you can create life. So why do you think some women don't have the understanding? Like I'm a dude and I'm like, yo, like I think women are amazing and my mother raised me right, but I just see some women, they don't, they don't see the value in themselves. And I'm like, why, how could you not? So tell me as a woman. Well, I think it's a complicated answer, especially like for the time frame, right? Cause you're talking yeah, about yeah. centuries of, you know, um, I don't know what depression. I'm talking about. I'm just, I'm just asking a question. Well, I, no, I, what I, what I'm saying is what you're, the question and the answer to it, you're talking about centuries of repression of women, lots of different societal programming, you know, kind of certain behaviors that have been innately female not being rewarded, especially when you're talking about a corporate ladder or otherwise. So it's a lot to overcome, you know, um, most women feel when they're going to be successful or climb that corporate ladder, you know, things like empathy, compassion, like those haven't traditionally been rewarded in a corporate environment, right? And you got to kind of take on a whole different kind of persona often that isn't innate to you. So it's a complicated answer, um, but it's multi-layered and multifaceted. It's just not simple as starting to, to believe because you're, you're overcoming a lot. A lot yeah, of messages yeah. that have kind of been put on you since birth. No, again, I appreciate that perspective, Jessica. Yeah. How can our guests stay in touch with you and, and learn about your books and all the great things you're doing? Yeah, well, you, it's just easy. Go to my website at jessicajoins, that's J-O-I-N-E-S.com, and you can find all of my information there. Great. Jessica, thanks again for being on our podcast. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our Gifters podcast. If you want to turn your story into a successful speaking or coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com for details.